What's up, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Jamoke Davis here with Zach Rosen, Chris Gehring, and Jeremy Hyman. We have some great news to share with you regarding Off the Bench, but our first news is we're so excited. Jeremy's joining us, and he's as the only school that's representing any of our alma maters. Shout out to the, the Orange. Yeah. Shout out to the well-deserved Syracuse Orange in the tournament Every year field they get of 68. In, no one knows how. That, that, that's <laughs> well, not true. Possible? That is not true. Last year they should have been in, and they were not. This year they, I don't think they were as good as last year, and now they're in. And two year, three, two years ago, they probably shouldn't have been in that year. They got in, yeah. and they went. And were far. you at the game, and the A ten game here yesterday? No, I was not. Because you know that's how you got in, right? No, because Davidson that stole uh, Notre Dame. No, Dame's that spot. stole someone huh? else's yeah, spot. That stole Notre Dame's spot. Yeah, okay, I guess we'll say it's Notre Dame. Yes, yeah, sorry, uh, Notre Dame. We're we're all from traditionally good to very good basketball schools here on this pod, and it's just been a we've all fallen on hard times here. Shout so out Jeremy to is carrying, getting it done. Oh, and eighteen yeah, in the ACC for Syracuse. Yeah. So Jeremy's the carrying the torch for all. <laughs> they've the been snubbed enough times that I've seen. They've had times when they they probably shouldn't have been in, and they've been in. I, I've I've been wrong on them three years in a row, whether I thought they were getting in. Yeah. So. They'll just keep living on the bubble and hopefully another run to the final four like two <laughs> years ago from, uh, you know, a last second, you know, last attempt to get in right to the final four. So big game, Arizona State, Wednesday night, nine, approximately nine, 15 oh, tip. This is this and date. Syracuse again. Date. Yeah. So It'll be exciting. If you, if you don't see anything from the Wizards' Twitter account <laughs> from that Celtics game, you'll know why. <laughs> you might be tuning in to a second screen <laughs> live from Boston. <laughs> live from Boston. And, and the, the great news that we have for the podcast, Zach, tell us what's coming up. Well, we've referenced it before, but we want to just push it out again that we'll be recording live a week from today, 5 o'clock, the 19th at Crimson, which is on H Street right around the corner from uh, Capital One Arena. So Jason Smith will be joining us. We'll be doing a live podcast for the first 30 minutes followed by a Q&A, and you'll be able to talk to Jason. Uh, so we just ask that you RSVP so we have an idea of capacity. Um, a lot of people have been been getting emails all day. Uh, and as well, there'll be happy hour specials there at the traditional ones. So they've got, you know, a few dollars off draft beers, $6 wines. Uh, what about dessert? I don't know about dessert deals, but I think we'll get you a spe- something special, Jamal. Yes. Okay. I yeah. heard the host gets a, a special deal. We're, oh, we're co-hosts. We're, we're yeah, all hosts. No, but, you know. Uh, so he's <laughs> a big exciting. dessert guy. <laughs> big dessert guy. So we'll look, we look forward to that. Uh, you can find all the information on WashingtonWizards.com and our social media. It'll be blasts out all week. Yep. It's going to be fun. It's a great atmosphere. It's a cool spot. Jason Smith will be a great conversation as always, so make sure you uh, – Make sure you check it out. The cool thing I like about Jason is, is that there's so many topics we can talk about. Like, I'm curious what he thinks about the Oscar for Best Picture, Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. I know he saw it. He had to see it. Very educated moviegoer, Jason <laughs> he Smith. Is. Uh, music. I mean, there's so many things we can go into. I want to talk to him. I know it's a podcast, but video of Kelly Oubre making fun of the way he dances. I've oh, seen yeah. a couple of those. Yeah, we haven't had yeah. Jason on the pod in a yeah, while. Yeah, in a while, so. so that'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be Jeremy is third or fourth time. Live. Last time we were at the pod, we did a nice one with Kelly Oubre Jr. and Senior in one of the pod rooms. Yes, we did. Yes, that was a tight, tight quarters up there, that but was very, fun. very comfy. Yeah, a very nice room. A uh, you know a, a a nice a nice setup as we were on those beds 
uh, talking to Mr. Ubre Sr. and Jr. Yeah. Um, with a great, that was one of our, our best pods, I thought, up there. And you were just spending time with him down in yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, I just saw the Ubre's Jr. and Sr. down in New Orleans uh, where Kelly grew up. Junior grew up and seniors from that, you know, we went back to seniors high school where Kelly uh, donated some scholarships to the kids and then invited them to the game uh, where they got to watch the Wizards beat the Pelicans pretty handedly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot of fun and it's cool to see, you know, Kelly talk. We went to the high school. Kelly talked to the kids, gave them some advice, um, some inspiration, and they got to ask some questions and answers, which was kind of funny. Um but, um, yeah, it was fun. And it's, you know, I always, uh, the Ubres are some of my favorite people, so I always like to spend some time with them. And, uh, you know, especially back in their hometown. So yeah. Great trip. New Orleans. New Orleans was a lot of fun. Um, what did we do? Had some good oysters. Had a big W. Um, and, the you know, the trip with Ubre on, uh, you know, after shoot-around. So that was good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, one and one on the trip but we'll take it right now. Yeah, you and definitely take that split on the second half of a back-to-back any way you can get it and yeah. And we're and and really they're not they're not any worse off in Eastern Conference standings and I know that we'll get to that, but the yeah, just how tight it is and we the, the drop off after 8 is getting steeper, but but 1 through 8 mm-hmm. is really really tightening up and it's going to make for I mean every single game is going to be under a microscope now as and we head into this week and beyond. Because, I mean, I feel like we were talking before we recorded, the the top eight are set. I mean, mm-hmm. the thought of Detroit or Charlotte being able to catch any of these teams is yeah. unlikely. Now it's just a matter of jockeying for seed, home court advantage. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. pretty much right now that's where we're at. I mean, 15 games left, give or take. Everyone's right around that mark, uh, four weeks. You, you're not going to see a lot of movement. Um, in terms of you know teams falling in and out of the playoffs in the East, just because it's too big of a gap, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, out West, there's still room for movement at the bottom. Um, you know, the Clippers, the uh, Jazz, Pelicans. Oh no, the Pelicans jumped way up. They're, mm-hmm. yeah, they're the Wolves are sliding. The Wolves Same are the down thunder. there, and the Thunder are down. Who we'll see area. on Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's just, that's really compelling in the West. I mean, those are some good teams down there at the bottom. So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, in the Eastern Conference, the Wizards, along with what five other teams, three through eight. Yeah. Do I have my <laughs> math right? Yep. You're right. Uh, yeah. The so those in the third spot now. Yeah, those six teams with yeah the Pacers now claim the three seed. Uh, Cleveland's the four, and Washington's the five. That all can. I mean, every night it's gonna you know go up and down. I feel like for the next couple of weeks, yep. uh, it makes you know it makes these games fun because it puts you know more meaning into them. Um, I know Cleveland says they don't really care who, you know, who they play, which at some level is true for them. Um, you know, they've kind of been there. They've represented the East for so long now. But uh, for the Wizards, I think the, a chance at just – I don't know if it matters three or four, but I think getting home court would be big for Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how important it was last year. You know, they haven't been nearly as good at home this year, and they've actually been much better on the road. But – when it comes playoff time, you want you want those games in your place, and it was so evident last year how important that was for them to play at home. It probably meant decided the Boston series, and you know it's it's very very unlikely they're going to have home court after the first round. Um, you know, yeah. getting a one or two seed it's just not realistic right now. But um, 
but being from here, it doesn't matter to me. But I felt like the three of you, well, I guess only two of you, because you, well, three of you, you're jockeying between Boston, Cleveland, and Milwaukee. Who's going to be happy about oh, either yeah, first or right. second round? Where we're um, going next? You're right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's look, it's probably going to be Indiana, Cleveland, or Philly. Yeah. Just the way yeah. the rest of the league is playing. But Miami's been playing a lot better, too. Yeah. I mean, we saw they played well here on Tuesday, couldn't get the win. And then Saturday, it was just a shellacking. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot of games to be left. I think my the weirdest thing about the Wizards versus all these teams is I think they the season series is tied with five of the seven of them. Mm-hmm. So yep. the tiebreakers are just going to be insane. Yeah. Of course, the Raptors one won't matter. The Celtics probably won't matter. But Saturday's game against the Pacers will decide that. There's a game in Cleveland that could tie that season series up. Sixers is tied. Heat's tied. Bucks tied. Like, there's That's so crazy. many tiebreakers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it shows how even that part of the East is, which you can already see in the standings. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're going to really be breaking down these playoff, you know, potential matchups down the stretch because there's going to be so many factors, three-way ties. I mean, so many things can come into play. And it's still a little bit early to start, like, you know, really hammering that stuff. Like, yeah. I think once we get maybe uh, probably the last two weeks of the season, we can maybe like seven or eight games left. That's when you yeah. can really start to pick and, you know, say if, you know, if you win this four out of the last seven or whatever, five out of the last seven, you'll probably be here. Uh, but we might not know who we're playing until that last week, those mm-hmm. last couple of games. And the um, Wizards have the hardest schedule of any team in the yeah. NBA yeah, it's the All Star break, and it's showing. I mean, they're yeah, it's tough. It's not going to get any easier this week either. You got a tough Minnesota team who just beat Golden State. Wow, that was a uh, great they game, have a, man! One crazy um, ten days. Yeah, like they, they have a tough Boston, too. Golden State, and they're here, and then they play San Antonio and Houston on a back to back this weekend. But they have a lot of days off in between, which is important. Yeah, but no Jimmy Butler yep. makes them a different team, which means they don't play a lot of defense. No, yeah, they're yeah they. They've been able to score well, kind of with or without Jimmy Butler, but their defense, their defense with him is not great on mm-hmm. the year. Um, without that, without him, that's only going to get it's only going to get worse. Yeah, um, they give up a lot of points, and they're hard to stop. Carl Anthony Towns is obviously a, a tremendous player and a dynamic player, one of the best bigs in the league. They have a lot of depth still, with like a lot of guys that can give you 10, 12 points. Jamal Crawford's still there. A lot of veterans. They just signed Derrick Rose. Which yeah, interesting, bro, reunited right. with Tom Minus Thibodeau. 17 in seven minutes against the Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Yep, so we, will we will see Derrick Rose tomorrow night. They're an interesting they're an interesting team. And they've had a lot of they've had a lot of eyes on them between obviously Jimmy Butler going down and Rose coming back and, and people I think finally when they got hot at the beginning of the year, I mm-hmm. think people were like, Finally the the T Wolves have gotten here like they've arrived they're a playoff team and now they're now they've slipped a little bit understandably but they've still got a lot of talent and they have a lot to play for too so that's going to make for something that the wizards are going to have to be ready for they're going to get they're going to get a fight with that team in minnesota earlier this season the wizards played the timberwolves without john wall as well in that game and they won yeah. because Mahinmi was all over towns in the fourth quarter and like held them to two of six shooting and like just made him frustrated. I think Towns got a technical because he was so frustrated by his physicality. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we didn't see Jan play Saturday, which I think makes sense. You look at the roster. Whiteside didn't play. So, like, yeah, it was a matchup. had a matchup. one yeah. big the whole game. And then it looked like Mike Scott guarded Olenek almost the entire time. Yep. So 
I think you got to watch Mahinmi on Towns again. That'll be interesting. And then Wiggins always just cooks against the Wizards. And then Taj Gibson is one of those Wizards killers you have yeah. to watch. Uh, that I think the game just comes down to uh, just like rebounding, honestly. Just getting the extra possessions or making sure that the Timberwolves don't get um, more chances on offense because they have so many good scorers. Yep. It was an impressive win in Minnesota earlier this year. A real low-scoring game. The fourth quarter was scrappy, and just you know, each team just trying to find buckets. Uh, and I think the Wizards Beal had eight points in that game or something. Yeah, it was Otto who hit those big shots in the last minute down the stretch for the Wizards. Um, I believe he hit the game go-ahead shot. I think with about thirty seconds left, mm-hmm. if I remember right. Yes. And um, and yeah, that was that was one of the more impressive wins, even though it was such a you know. Uh, you know, an ugly type win, whereas you know not right. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, and then Boston the next night another in Boston, back-to-back. another back to back for the Wizards. They have not been good on the second nights of back to backs of late. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier in the season, I think they were they started off pretty well in those situations, but lately I think they're it's about flipped. maybe mm-hmm. one in five or something like yep. that in their it's last one six. Five. Um, and then the big game, you know, as tough as these two are in the during the week are going to be, Saturday night's game against Indiana, we cannot emphasize how big that game is going to be for a regular season game. Uh, you look at the standings, you're a game behind Indiana. I don't know who, how it's going to go, you know, the next couple of days, but you're going to be within a game, you know, maybe tied, maybe two games probably at most mm-hmm. different from Indiana's going into that game. That game is basically going to be a two-game swing in the standings because it's not only going to you know swing one game either way for the winner, but it's also the tiebreaker when these if these teams were to finish in a tie. So you're really looking at a two-game swing there Saturday night. Um, huge, huge game for the Wizards could determine home court in the you know if if that ends up being the four-five series. Saturday night's outcome could be the difference between home court. So and we know how important that was last year for the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, I, and the good thing for the Wizards, they have two days off before that game. They have three days off after it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're looking at minutes, if you're looking at, you can kind of treat that game sort of like a playoff type game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, you know, if Scott Brooks or them will look at it the same way. But when you play with the minutes like that, you know how you know when you can just stack guys together in the playoffs and you know play Beal 42, 43 minutes. Um, Otto, you know, the, you know, you can play your your starters and your key guys, uh, maybe a couple extra minutes in that one because of the importance of it. So, um, big one, big one Saturday night right and here, at Capital of, One. A Arena. lot of days off before and after that game. So two yeah. days off, which is great for us to watch March Madness Thursday, Friday, <laughs> <Yeah>. and then <laughs> great, Sunday, great nice. Sunday, <laughs> Monday, Tuesday are off days too right. in terms of games. I mean, right. the team will practice and uh, travel to San Antonio Tuesday, but. I mean, it's really nice to, to prepare for one game, and we've yeah. talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and both those games were so different that these two teams have already played. Oladipo missed the first game in Indiana, and then the Pacers were kind of at full strength here. Mm-hmm. So, um, the Wizards had to fight back in that game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they almost came back. Came back. Did. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, just a huge game. I think wednesday if Kyrie doesn't go for boston that you have to take advantage but the boston is so tough at home no matter what mm-hmm. but right, i think it's right. a much more winnable game and we saw yeah. the wizards almost come back and beat them in overtime here early on in the the wallless time period as we right. like to call it uh so which big week of wall, maybe by you know next week probably not this week 
but yeah, I mean, by next week we'll be we should have more. Yeah, I mean, we'll yeah, 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 we should have some more information by like next week, next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, but yeah, we've all I think. Well, Jeremy and I know have seen him work out live. He looks like pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he's moving, moving. We saw him. He worked out on the court in Miami Saturday night before the game. Uh, that's a good sign, just to see him. You know, not running full speed yet, at least out there, but um, just seeing him move around, taking shots, jumping off one leg. Um, so probably the next step will be running and then sort of the in the past how it's gone is he'll go through like uh five on O. yeah mm-hmm. basically it's like dummy offense um you know where there's no defenders and then then i you know when he came back the first time back in december they think they started with two on two maybe three on three and then they kind of like add one guy then he moves to four on four and then he moves into full practice five on five um we're not there yet um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like to just start to speculate like what day or what week that's going to be, but yeah, it seems like it's a moving closer that way. Um, so without giving a date or anything, I would say hopefully, hopefully sooner than later that who will start to, you know, r- ramp it up and get back, uh, back to practice. And who knows? I mean, the regular season's only four weeks left, so. Um, you know, I know that they it'll be great if they could get him back, you know, down the stretch just to get him going again and get him ready for the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. But it's we'll yeah, I mean, this is it's just it's another pivotal week and um playing without him, I think that it's kind of become it's the it's the norm for now, which is good because these are big games and I think that the team is ready to kind of continue to weather that storm. They've dropped some games lately, but we knew that this this part of the schedule was going to be the hardest. Yeah. And it's still going to be that way for about the next two weeks until you see the Knicks and Charlotte mm-hmm. some other winnable games come in at the end of the month. But it'll be it'll be interesting. It starts with starts with a really good Timberwolves team and then the Celtics, no matter if they've got you know, if they have Kyrie or not, it starts with defense for them. And, and really I they mean, they take a lot of they take like the top five or six threes yeah. amount of threes in the league. They also have the fifth or sixth best three-point percentage yeah. so they they make their possessions count obviously Kyrie helps in the shooting department but mm-hmm. in the defense department they can still play well defensively and put pressure on you without him so and One. they struggled without Marcus Smart oh, in yeah. the lineup and then when yeah. he came back it was like okay yeah. they're getting a rhythm again Two now Kyrie's out again. we'll see what happens and the, the main theme of course all week will be no limit the turnovers it's been yeah. killing the Wizards yeah. the last couple weeks yep so um yeah, I mean, all right. Let's transition from Wizards. We got to talk a little bit. Let's about go March down Madness. the level. We got to talk March Madness yeah. a little bit. Yep. Uh, so, are you even invested in it? If oh your yeah. Team's are not you kidding it? me? Yes, yeah. I love March Madness. Is the easily the best sporting event of the year. I mean, this, there's nothing close to it. The Super Bowl is great, but it's it. March Madness stretches over. I mean, we've been following the conference tournaments yeah. like yeah. the past week. Like we, that's how you like study the teams a little bit right um and it's been a lot of fun this four-day stretch this week thursday through sunday is like the The best four days it's easily the best four days in sports yeah like of the year it's just it's 24 7 high intensity basketball and like i honestly don't even care if you like if you like college basketball or not or you know it's it's just it's really exciting to watch and there's always interesting um, matchups and upsets and like they always come whether you pick them or not it's going to happen and so 
that's you, that's that's why we watch to see to see what happens and you think we could get a 16-1 this year mm. pen <laughs> look out yeah, for the it's not going to happen but pen is a good, it's gonna one of the better soon. 16 seeds that we've seen and kansas is a very hit or miss squad if they're not making their threes they struggle to score so yeah um, pen's tough i watched yeah. them pl- pen harvard yeah, pen was down i think 12 in the first half and went on like a 27 to 3 run against harvard who's a good team too yeah and then Harvard came back again and took the lead in the second half. Penn fought back. It helped they were at home, but yeah. my dad went there, so I was following them throughout the <laughs> tournament. They look they look good, but I don't know if they can win. Uh, UMBC over UVA. No, UVA no. is way too UMBC. good. I do. <laughs> there are a few 14 seeds I like. I like Stephen F. Austin, who yeah. we were familiar with. They won a few years ago as a 14, I think, also, or maybe a 12. And then uh, I like. I think Wright State's a team that that uh, has battled with a team like Loyola, Illinois, that's um, pretty, pretty, they're ranked pretty high as an 11 seed. Uh, so they were in the same conference, the Horizon League. And uh, I think both those teams are, are actually pretty good. But it's tough being a 14 seed when you go up against these mainly just giants. Mm-hmm. The biggest yeah. mismatch for a mid major is the size. Yeah. So if you don't have size and you only have like one big. And he gets three fouls you're in the right. first half. You're yeah. screwed. That's, yeah, that's so usually that's the right. biggest key. And then you look at free throw shooting. That's a big thing for me when I fill out my bracket. If right. a team is bad at free throws, I really have trouble bringing them far. If it unless you know it's a mammoth team, right? But like if you look like I was looking at Texas Tech, they're a terrible free throw shooting team. Mm-hmm. Do you trust them killer, against a yeah. killer late in games in these tournaments? That's games. my free tip. Stephen F. Austin over Texas Tech. <laughs> Stephen <laughs> F. Austin's the best team at forcing turnovers in college basketball. Uh, a lot of tips. And the free throws from Texas Tech are really bad. That's always a bad equation. There you go. There's yeah, I'm, I'm ready special. for it though. Thursday, Thursday, uh, twelve fifteen. I think we get yeah. started with Rhodey and uh, Oklahoma. A yeah, what a what on. a way to kick it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rhodey had a great run. In but the, you, uh, so you you're not you don't watch the. F- I mean, you're excited about the first four. Oh, is yeah. it weird? We watch oh, every Tuesday game. Wednesday too. Of course, oh, yeah. of course you're of course excited. This Wednesday. Year. I well, just I guess year. I just don't consider those tournament games. I yeah. Think they're like I, you know I don't believe it. I just feel like this is the first year. Maybe I'm not remembering it that they're calling it the first four and then the final four. They called that last year. They yeah. did? Yeah, yeah, ever since they went to 68 instead of 64 teams, oh, okay. they've been doing yeah, that. I'll be watching Wednesday night, Syracuse, Arizona State, <laughs> in Dayton, <laughs> with a trip to play TCU on Friday night, late yeah. game, Friday the night. The Horn Frog. Jamie yeah, Dixon. In, Look out. You know him. I, d- I wasn't going to bring it up. But you know yes, that is definitely that, yes. that hurts. Jamie that Dixon, who hurts Jamie Dixon. who uh, who left Pitt, who didn't win a conference game this year, Jamoke. You did not you win a, reminder. a conference. Oh, and nineteen for oh and eighteen. Jamoke yeah, is your if final you four. The one game in the playoffs. Okay, who's my final four? My final four are Virginia. Uh, I like North Carolina. Uh huh. And ACC. on the other side. I've got Kansas. Okay. And Nova. I th- I'm a okay. chalk. Ch- okay, it's a blue of blood. Chalk That's I'm called the chalking. blue bloods. Okay. The blue, bu- the blue bloods. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going Big Ten for my finals. Michigan, Michigan State. Oh finals. God. He's riding <laughs> his second favorite team. <laughs> Watch out for the Wolverines. That Can't is wait a for team Michigan to, watch. to lose to Montana. What in the first a team round. to watch! <laughs> hey, I don't. I think that is a it's big a spread. One. Michigan, yeah. Montana is tough. 
Yeah, um, they got they have a scorer. Um, I can't his name's slipping my mind. Is he right like now. six eight or something? But like he's like a dynamic scorer. Yeah, right? they've got yeah. a guy. Like he can shoot. He score. Uh, he's he's a big time scorer. I, um, but Montana is not going to be an easy first round game for the Wolverines. But yeah. uh, but I still like still like Michigan to get by. Big game against North Carolina in the Sweet Sixteen. And then uh, I think what do they have? They're uh, Virginia or and Virginia got such a tough draw. Virginia or Gonzaga, th- am I right on that mm-hmm. bracket side in the yeah. Elite Eight? Yeah. So yeah. tough, tough bracket. Those are some tough, tough teams. But uh, I like Michigan. I, I like Beeline in March. I like this team. I love uh, Xavier Simpson and Mo Wagner, Wagner. From, Mo Wagner. F- from Germany. I love um, Villanova. I think yeah. they have it all. And I think they have a pretty favorable draw. Yep. Um, my batters beat them last year, but I think Villanova was missing a few pieces. Some of their guys needed to grow, mm-hmm. and they've put it together, and they're just such a good shooting team. They've been there before. They have the coach who knows what he's doing, um, and they play great defense. Just the biggest thing to look for um, is always who you have to play early on. You'll You'll have to face the big teams later, you shouldn't worry about, you know, oh, they're in our bracket. Like, just because like, – um, well, so – Virginia shouldn't so be looking for, at no, Kentucky. But for, no, they should. So that's the opposite is oh, that they, they could play them okay. in the Sweet 16. But if you're like uh, Xavier, you shouldn't worry about North Carolina for a while. Oh, that's yeah. not coming on until later. But I think it's, it's a joke that Arizona and Kentucky could play – uh, Virginia in the Sweet 16. Like those, I, I can't believe that's Arizona is a top game. ten team. Yeah. They're they have some of the toughest matchups. They have Alonzo Trier, who's just a playmaker. He can score in so many ways, and then DeAndre Ayton, who's probably the number one pick, and such such a size matchup disadvantage. They're another team, and I asked I asked these guys. I said, "Does Virginia have any bigs to guard DeAndre Ayton? Like that's going to be I a just, nightmare for them." I can't believe Arizona's a four seed and Texas Tech is a three seed. Yeah, it's, I don't I don't get one. how they yeah how they make I don't know the decisions. Yeah. I, I really really it. like Arizona coming out of that side, and I'm I'm biased because my team has lost to Virginia in. Three ways like in Kentucky. the heartbreaking faction. I don't love <laughs> Kentucky, so with my squad out, I'm pulling for I'm pulling for the other Wildcats, Arizona, um, in that go? side. And I, I think they're going to go to the Final Four. Why my picks you go though. By conference? My picks for though. ACC. You don't want are, the ACC to still. My Let's my see. picks okay. are. All right. I have North Carolina in the championship game. I think that they're going to find a way to get through that side. Xavier's a very good team, but I. I yeah, I like Roy Williams. I like the seniors. I feel on bad for Xavier. I feel North like Carolina hating on them. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're very good, and I, I obviously they're a one seed, and I wouldn't be shocked if they made it to the to the final. But I I think it's I think it's North Carolina and Nova for the final. And me and Zach were just wow. talking before we came on. I like I like Nova again. I, I I'm going to waffle on this probably. I had North Carolina in. I like Nova. We'll see where I lock it, but oh, a rematch from the early, rematch. yeah, two years wow. ago, right? Yeah, yeah. but the oh, early, yeah. the early games are going to be a ton of fun, and they're they're right. In I front love of us Gonzaga to come out of the West. I think they have a huge travel advantage. They're going to be playing close to home the first two rounds, and they are built for March. Yep, where? and they and they got over the hump last year, which I think was important. So more important, not I, mean, I don't know about more importantly, but what did you think of the selection show? The new format. I didn't watch, and it sounded like it was a good decision. Wait, I thought. It was, I mean, the only thing, the only thing I find bizarre about the format is, I, I think the best show, is, 
with Charles and Kenny and NBA Shaq. On TNT. Yeah, it's yeah. NBA on TNT is my favorite show. Right. So to bring them over to Selection Sunday is fine, but I don't know if I like them taking it over. Like Seth Davis, I felt had a much smaller role. We don't hear much from Clark well, Kellogg. Sometimes that's better. Greg Gumbel. <laughs> Yeah, I feel I, like then I, it becomes gets into overkill. I heard there are too many analysts. That yeah, it's just too much. Just there are a lot much. of analysts, and I gotta say, I I didn't love the new format of announcing. Like the first part of the show was them talking through each automatic bid. Yeah, which for us and uh, for people who right for people who watch the conference tournaments and yeah and beyond, people who read the internet, we know the conference champions. So. They spent a little bit too much time, and I get that you want to make a longer show. You want people to tune in, whatever. Um, but I really do like the traditional way of just releasing the bracket as it comes out, and having to figure it out that way as opposed to alphabetical. I was, you know, I just it maybe it's because we were so used to this format. Yeah. But I just enjoy seeing the bracket actually take take shape right in front of you and finding out who's in and who they're playing at the same time i think it's really good because to be honest all of us just want to look at the full bracket yeah. and start picking <laughs> it and start mean. analyzing yeah. it so that's that's really i landed on a from a flight at six and i had to wait till like seven thirty to see the brackets like why mm-hmm. do i have to wait that long to see who's uh, playing who yeah. that's oh we knew that that stretching it out for tv for ad yeah. revenue is you know i i can see that i just did not i just didn't like the alphabetical order yeah releasing I, that's just not the way to do it for me i, I was trying to do Syracuse, like i was sweating it out i was trying to do you know trying to figure out like the uh you know alf you know who who were the bubble teams and figuring out like who you know who was getting skipped over it was kind of hard to figure that out on the fly as they were doing it um granted once they got to the s's you know i think saint bonaventure might have been right before syracuse yep yeah and then they uh you know, released the well-deserved Syracuse Orange <laughs> next, who had a great celebration. My favorite part for me was when they specifically made sure to announce that Louisville was out was since out. they had skipped was to was Miami yeah. as the next uh, at-large bid. Yeah. It was like, well, and next up is the Miami Hurricanes, which does mean that Louisville is out. Yeah. <laughs> I was yes. like, thank you for that. For <laughs> that, those of you who are struggling see, with well, the alphabet. You know, well, you know yeah. what, the, the, how the women's bracket is doing it tonight, I think that might be a better way to do it. If, did you see how they're doing it? No. They are listing the final eight potential entrants, Oh, I did see that on the ticker. Four, four of the eight are going to make it. So yeah. th- I think that is a better way to do it where you way do like a reveal. You, that's a, yeah, that's, that's really what you want. Those are the, those yeah. are the teams. There's a probably about eight teams or so that are realistically maybe 10 but let's say you get to eight you put those eight on the board and how i don't care how they i don't even know what they're actually going to do like one by one mm-hmm. or all four at once yeah but i like that idea i think the women's uh, envelope side, reveal um, Agreed. so yeah i mean they can make it Sounds more dramatic because yeah. yeah. you could think of how Just all the ways Steve. to do it like that he'll um, pick pittsburgh but you <laughs> yeah. maybe do like your you know the how the committee does it with like your last four in and your first four out but yeah. but not not you know not the way like Joe Lenardi's but like the actual committee cuz they mm-hmm. do the same thing they have their last four in you know they rank every team yeah. so they do their put their last four and their first four out um and put the, all those teams you know give release those eight teams the you know right on the afternoon before um and then do a reveal you know one by one you could you could do envelopes or however that you yeah. reveal 
who the teams are, and then you could get to the bracket yeah. show. You know, then show the. That'd be better. How'd Lenardi do, by the way, this year? Because I feel like he spends his two, whole two year. Two. They said sixty-four out of sixty-eight, which I think is his best good. ever. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say he good. spends his whole year getting final, this together and then yeah. he's done after yesterday it's but like he all right, was yeah. way well. off on syracuse he didn't have them in first four out yeah. they oh, were wow. in the next four i don't he think was anyone like their did six team yeah out. yeah um but uh it's all the crap shoot. but you got right they'll they'll lose early but it's funny because what chris said here in louisville name oh they're out we kept hearing pittsburgh because that's the, the site for the first and second oh, round. Right. it was yeah. so annoying because oh, yeah. pittsburgh i'm like wait what and i'm like i know it's, it's not pretty pittsburgh. crazy I just kept doing it uh time. the midwest region i think is in omaha which is just seems like a small place yes. to have it but it, omaha's a great yeah. sports town so yeah. it'd be really cool to have it there the other yeah. ones are at what atlanta la and what's the east boston yeah uh, yes so it's kind of random yeah. to have omaha but it's going to be a really intimate feel there i think that's going to be great for the city of Omaha, but I always love looking at the locations and the game times. I think it's kind of like the NBA. Like we, we are way advanced on that stuff, but and in don't college sleep on how that affects the way a team will play, right? Going oh, every from time. East to West coast. Oh, so every time. Yep. You, yeah. There's some of these teams that are playing like in Boise, mm-hmm. and Kentucky and to, Arizona. Yeah. And then they in have Boise. to fly to the South in Atlanta. I know it's a week later, but it, these college kids aren't used to flying across the country, especially in conference play. Like you're kind of in the same area most yeah. of the time. So yep. no excuses. Yeah. No excuses. No, no results. excuses. Unless it's the Big East, which now stretches to Chicago. <laughs> the <laughs> Big know? Ten. The yeah, big it's in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah. Nebraska to Maryland. Rutgers. Like yeah, what is going ridiculous. on? It's pretty crazy. But hopefully you enjoyed this crazy episode of Off the Bench. We had a good good conversation talking college and pro basketball. Should we just live podcast from March Madness on Thursday? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, okay. not live like Jason Smith on Monday, March right. 19th. Monday, March 19th. It's going to be exciting. At, at DC. I guess we have Crimson. to. Thursday, we'll have to record before the game starts. So. RSVP, people. Yeah, yeah RSVP. Uh, I'm not going to say that the room's filling up, but it is a smaller room, and we yeah. have gotten, you know, dozens of RSVPs already, and we launched about an hour ago. So it's important that we know you're coming. Um, so we can accommodate everybody. All right. All right, Wiz Kids. For Jeremy Hyman, Chris Gehring, and Zach Rosen, I'm Jamoke Davis. Ciao for now. <laughs>